Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Productivity in Proverbs 31, PP31 over here. And don't you just love a good warm hug from a friend that you haven't seen in a while and they just come up and exuberantly give you a hug? Well, that's how I feel when I read your reviews and I just want to thank you so much for that. Here's the, the virtual hug that Sasha Starr, the host of the Intentional Abundant Life podcast said. Sasha says, I just love the show and what Kathy shares. Such powerful information for moms living productively while remaining grounded in Jesus. Definitely worth subscribing to and plugging in to the information shared here. So Sasha, thank you so much. It really does affirm my heart and my soul and my ministry and, and encourages me to keep going to delve into topics that may or may not be relevant to young moms at this stage in life. So thank you so much. I do appreciate you. And y'all, hopefully today's episode will hit on a topic that if you're not dealing with it right now, so that you can't apply the information, you will be needing the information or you've already applied this information, but you can give it a tweak. And the topic today is allowances. So I hope you'll stick around to find out what I have to share. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. All right, this question, not only do I appreciate it when you guys will come over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, I also love it when you're brave enough to go into my DM box over at Instagram or on my website and leave a comment. And, or ask a question about something that you have concerns about or questions about. And this one was one I got several weeks ago that started the, the little mini-series, I guess we could call it, on chores and allowances and responsibilities for kids. And the question was, my husband and I have a severe disagreement. I think children are certainly old enough to get paid for chores and purchase items that they want. My husband, on the other hand, does not think they should be paid for doing chores because they live here and it's part of being in the family. So I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on this? Do you have any guidance? Well, first of all, I'm smart enough to say I do have some wisdom and guidance, but I don't have a definite yes or no. So I'm not going to answer on either side of this argument. And I do want to say too, while I'm right here in the front, please forgive my voice. I've put off recording this episode for a good week and a half now, but the laryngitis is not going away. So uh, pardon that here on the outset of this, of this question. Back to the topic at hand, allowances. Should we pay kids who live in our home to do chores should we expect them to do their chores? And how does allowance pay into that? Well, I do have a previous episode on chores, so you can listen to that for age-appropriate tasks that you can give your kids to do. But the question of allowance is, what are you teaching? And we're going to cover three things today. What's the purpose of an allowance? How do you figure it out? And then how do you implement? Now, I'll have to tell you right off, I was not the best 
example of this in my early days of parenting and trying to navigate the chores. I never had the money to pay them because I didn't think ahead. And we had five children. So even if you're given a fairly small amount of an allowance, if you have five children and we want to teach lessons, so you want to give them their payment in dollar bills, that can be expensive, particularly if you let it pile up for a couple of weeks. And if you let it go for a couple of weeks without paying them in a timely manner, then some of the lessons that you're trying to teach really get lost in the, they get lost in the lag there. So until I had a system, I was not consistent and I was not very good at this. Once I developed a system, however, things did begin to change. And I do think I've got a pretty good group of, of guys and gals in the in the family line here that certainly know how to spend money and but they also are hard workers and producers they're not just takers and they manage their money well so let's get into what is even the purpose of an allowance well I think biblically you've got a couple of reasons for having an allowance number one is you want to teach what does God say about this and if that's a topic that you don't know about, maybe it's a good time to learn. So that whole issue of tithing and giving back to the Lord the first fruits, having a kingdom mindset. There again, we're producers. We're not just takers. We just don't want the free stuff. And we're willing to have a good work ethic to work hard to get that paycheck. That would be the first thing. The second is the value of money. How many hours do I have to work or how much work do I have to do to be able to pay for X, Y, and Z? How far does my dollar go? How do I stretch a dollar? Which as young moms, you know, that is a big thing here. And, and money issues are a huge part of our money struggles are a huge part of our marriage issues is when we're not in agreement with the money and we don't know how to manage or balance it. So that the value of money, how to earn it, how to spend it well, that's important. And then the third thing, which should be number one on the list, is to teach character. We're teaching delayed gratification. We're teaching budgeting. We're teaching that we don't just blow everything and then expect somebody else to bail us out on the other end. We're teaching responsibility. So godly character and honoring the things that God honors is a really, really good use of the lesson of an allowance. Now, if you haven't done it before, you may be going, well, how do I even figure this out? How do I know what to do? The first thing I would say is to start praying about it. What is it that you want to teach? What is it that your family values? What is it that you want your kids to know? The second thing would be to have a discussion with your significant other. And this needs to be an open and frank discussion where nobody's right and nobody's wrong. It's not, you're not doing sides because sides don't help anybody. That doesn't fix the situation. What we want is a unified family value block here so that you can be on the same page, teaching the same lessons and working toward the same goals. And then number three, certainly there are great resources out there. Books have been written. There's whole podcasts and blogs devoted to nothing but teaching children money, uh, financial freedom, financial peace, getting out of debt, getting out of debt gracefully. The topics go on and on and on, but we want to be able to teach this to our kids early. And if you read and get informed for yourself and learn on the front end, then it's much easier to teach it on the back end, which that was my problem when I tried to implement a system was I didn't plan. I didn't have a system. I was just doing it willy nilly. So then you may have the question, well, what do I teach? If I'm going to be doing this, what am I teaching? So when we're teaching character, delayed gratification and the concept of a tithe, 
Tithing is not something that we hear a lot about today in churches, so you may or may not even have a a grasp on what it is. Tithing is taught in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. One that we had to learn in Bible drill that I taught years ago is Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me in this, says the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open for you windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. The version we learned it in was the floodgates of heaven until it overflows. Now, Tithing is not a requirement of salvation or anything like that. It is simply the process whereby in the Old Testament, they would bring the first tenth, the first fruits is what it's called, the first tenth of what they produced, and they would give it to the Lord as an offering. And then in the New Testament, when Jesus is teaching, he talks about what you're you're doing that diligently, but you're not giving me love and you're not doing the things that I choose for you to do. So the concept is a tenth. And we're going to look at systems that you can set up to help to teach this concept. But for us as Christians, the idea that I really want you to lock in on and to solidify in your hearts that while this is not an obligation for our salvation, it is simply an act of obedience and trust. So we're out of obedience to what God says, giving him a tenth of what we have and trusting that he's going to supply abundantly more than we could even ask or think. So that is a key concept as adults and as parents that we need to hold into our hearts, but then we also need to be able to teach that to our kids. And when we're teaching our kids a kingdom mindset, that is, I think, our highest calling as parents is that we're teaching our kids to walk against the culture, to do things in a different manner, that we're called to be kingdom men and women, boys and girls, that we're called to do it as Jesus would do it, not just as the world would do it. And sometimes that's really hard when we hold that mirror up to our own selves and our own lives. So whatever the, another purpose of the allowance, the value of money. This one is great. I see this one all the time in both positive and negative situations with young moms who come to my place of business. And I had a mom not too long ago who came in with her daughter and the daughter was just absolutely set. She had to have this one particular jelly cat and the mom was great. I mean, she was spot on. She was very calm, very patient. And she goes, well, I think that is a great, great bunny. I love the bunny. But I'm not buying that because that is not something that we need. That's a want. So because you want it, then you would have to buy that with your own money. And the little girl was like, oh, okay, not a problem. Let me buy it. And she said, well, here's the problem. This rabbit is $20. And let's let's look and see how much you have in your purse. So the little girl goes through her purse and gets it out. And she has $10. And so then the mom was great. Again, very calm, very logical. She says, well, this is $20 and you have $10, which is more 10 or 20. And the little girl didn't know. And she goes, well, 20 is the bigger number. So you're not quite there yet. You have about half. And so the little girl immediately started to whine, would you just buy it? That's not fair. I just want it. And the mom was like, nope, stop. You can earn this because you get $5 each week. This is two more weeks before that you can buy this bunny. So when you keep saving your money, you're going to be able to buy this in two weeks. I'll take a picture and put it in your to purchase folder. The little girl was happy if it's a clam. There was no more crying. There's no whining and there was no temper tantrum pitched. It was very calmly laid out. They had a system. She had a file on her phone for things that the kids wanted to purchase. Christmas wish list, birthday wish list, 
things that they see. And then when it came time to share those ideas for, say, birthdays or Christmas or things that they wanted to purchase, they would go back through the pictures and see, oh, do we need to delete this picture or do we need to leave it in? Is it still something that's important or do we want to get rid of that? And so in the process of teaching how much things cost, she's also teaching the work ethic of you save and you spend and you work hard for something. And then delayed gratification, another key concept, we don't just get it because we see it, was another lesson that was wrapped up in there. So I just thought she did a wonderful and practical job. So the value of money is the second reason for an allowance. Here is where the conversation with your significant other comes in because you need to be on the same page for not only your significant other, but for grandparents. What are the items that you provide and what are the things that they need to provide for themselves? If I had a teenager right now, for example, a manicure and pedicure would not be on my list of things that I would feel compelled to purchase for them. Neither would their daily Starbucks fix, neither would the gas for their car. So just to bring you back to how you think through this, what are the things that are wants and what are needs. And that is the other, that's another lesson in the value of money is teaching that all important lesson, a want versus a need, because that's where frequently the rubber hits the road is we confuse what we want with what we need, or we've had it provided for us for a season so that we think "Mm, this is a need when it's really a want. So that's a great lesson in teaching the value of money in your allowance. And then last but not least, the number one on my list was teaching character. And character comes in when we teach things such as you don't steal, you don't lie, you work hard for what you want, you earn the money, you don't go into debt, you don't take from others what is not yours. So there's just a whole laundry list of godly character traits waiting, praying, waiting for God to provide, seeking Him in all things, and being the kind of men and women that He would want us to be. So the purpose of an allowance can be to teach character, the value of money, delayed gratification, and want versus need, and then having a kingdom mindset that we don't just earn money for ourselves, but we give to others. And we give first back to the Lord, and then we have above that our our offerings. So we have our tithes, and then we have our offerings. This is also for the character training portion. Another point that I want to make sure I point out is that this training starts really early. They're not too young to learn to not to whine, to not take things from a store, to not tear things up and things that are in a store. And you're looking at other children's stuff. They don't get to just take it home because they like it. They don't have to take care when they're playing with another person's things. If they break something, they have to replace it. So those character traits start very early. So that training and teaching is so important. And then what good is it to know all this if you don't have a system for implementation? And that's where I really fell short until I did a Larry Burkett class where we were taught these very things. Our little system for allowances came with two parts. One was a little chore chart that I made up that we determined what their chores were and then what they got paid for. And you had to have your chores completed because that's part of being a family. So I kind of merged the best of both worlds. We had your things that you do because you live here and you're part of the family and you're a contributor. And then we had the things that we were willing to pay them for above and beyond tasks that they could get money for that then we would use to do the system. And so then our system consisted of three mason jars. Very simple. On the first jar, I had the kids draw a picture of a church. On the second jar, we had a picture of a store. 
where we wrote the word store. And on the third jar, we actually had a bank. And then we would divide and we would teach that when they got their allowances, they had to put money in each one of these jars. Now, here's how it works. If they're really little, you're going to teach the concept of a tithe by paying the money out in dimes. So let's say that just for kicks and giggles, the allowance for the week is a dollar. Then you're going to pay them that dollar with 10 dimes. So you're also throwing in teaching money and how 10 dimes equals a dollar. They're going to be so smart before they hit kindergarten that you won't be able to stand it. So you teach, you have the 10 dimes and you say, okay, so the Lord asks us to for one dime. So a tenth. So he wants one dime. And you put that into the church, the offering, the tithe. And then you only let them take that out when it is church time. So whether it's Awanas, choir, Sunday school, big church, whenever it is that you go to church and an offering is collected, that's when that money is taken out. Unless, and this is a parenthesis, unless you have, say, a missionary that you support or a child that you support from overseas and you want to save until a, a good amount is in that jar. But typically we taught that that was the tithe and saving for our children that we supported overseas, that was our offering. So that was two different things in my world. But that's the first jar. Now you have two more jars. Spending jar, that's what the store is for. And the savings. The savings jar should not be touched. That is for longer term expenses. It's for big expenses. And that is like your savings. This is your disaster fund to translate to adulthood. This is your, oh, in case something goes wrong sometime in the future fund. Now the kids aren't going to have something go wrong in the future, but it's teaching them the concept of that's what that money's for. So it may be that you would say their big term, long-term expense would be when, well, when you get older, you're going to want a car or you're going to want to go to college, or we're going to save this for a rainy day fund. We're going to save this for, and you can put what you think is appropriate there, but it's a far distant goal that they're going to attain. They're going to strive for. It's more the concept of paying yourself first, having a slush fund, having a fund that you don't touch so that in case of an emergency, you can use that money. Now your second jar, that's your store jar. And you get to decide out of those nine dimes you have left, is it 50-50? Is it 60-40? Is it 70-30? That percentage is up to you. I would say at this young age, having them save more than they spend would be a very valuable lesson just so that you can overteach the lesson of things aren't cheap and they're not free and it takes a while to work to get what you want. And then you can explain that when they're whining and they're asking for something that you're not willing to purchase, you can say, well, let's just look at this. This would take me six weeks of allowance. Do you think this smoothie is worth six weeks of allowance? No, I don't either. We'll go home and make our own. So just the practical life lessons that you can teach your kids. This whole concept of an allowance can be so rich and so broad and so, so fulfilling. You can do so many things. It's really exciting. Now, let's say that they're older kids and the allowance is $5 or $10. They get $10 a week. Well, what are they doing for that $10? The concept of the money jars or the envelopes are going to be the same. That first, if it's $10, a tenth of 10 is $1. So one whole dollar is going to go into that first bank. You've got $9 left. So six of those are going to go into the savings and three would go into the spending. So however it is that you work that out, whatever you think is fair and right and good, that's a beautiful 
beautiful plan. Now, here's your also your system is while you're doing the check boxes, while you have a list, then you're going to work it into your weekly productivity plan that you're going to the bank to get this cash. So if, if allowance day is Friday afternoon, or if it's Saturday morning, whenever it is the day before or two days before, you're going to make sure that you've made a trip to the bank, you've gotten the money out, and it's out in the right denominations that you need. So let's say that you need $20 across your kids. You're not going to get a $20 bill because that does not help you. You're going to want to get 15 $1 bills and a five or whatever breakup that you need. So maybe it's a 10 and two fives or a 10, a five, four ones and 10 dimes. However it is, whatever that monetary amount that you've decided on is, you're going to pay it to the kids in proportions so that you can teach this concept of tithing, saving and spending. That's the system that we got that worked. That was the structure that when I finally had that to implement, then it was very clear to everybody. You, you can't get your allowance until your regular chores are done then you can do chores for pay. Now, what would be some examples? I, I'm going to leave this out to be very practical without getting too long here. So practical examples would be mowing the lawn, cleaning the refrigerator out, vacuuming the baseboards or doing the baseboards, cleaning ceiling fans, maybe doing the bathrooms for someone else, raking the yard, weeding a flower bed, things that you can put on a rotation basis that are things that you expect them to do in order to earn an allowance. Folding and putting away clothes. And here's a fun tip. Pick those things you hate to do, teach them how to do it well, and then just pay your children to do it. But that's that's just some of the fun things. You can empty the dishwasher. I don't know. I could go on and on and on. But you get the concept. An allowance is a great way to teach a lot of life lessons. It doesn't have to be an exorbitant amount. But the biggest life lesson that you want to teach your children is that everything is God's first. We want to have godly character. To do that, we handle money in an appropriate way. We want to be good stewards. And then we want to have that kingdom mindset. And that's the whole purpose is that we're here not to just do for ourselves, but to do for others. That's my prayer over you, ladies and gentlemen, today is that you can take a nugget of this and that you can teach it to your children so that we would all be faithful stewards and good ministers of that which he has given to us. So let me just pray for you real quick before we close. Lord Jesus, I just pray that these words will resonate in the hearts and minds of some that will cause others to think about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And Lord, I pray that we would not have an entitled, whiny next generation, but a group of men and women, boys and girls who love you, who want to serve you, who want to be obedient and who want to trust you, but who also are generous in their money, generous with their time and generous, Lord, with their love and their abilities. And Father, it's in your precious name we pray and want to serve. Amen. Guys, so go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.